For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a birthday edition of the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, it's man, you have no idea how wild the party's going to be tonight for my birthday. Let me just say, things get pretty crazy. You know what I'm going to do? Woke up this morning. The family got me a homemade pizza oven. Now, now I need to clarify. It's not one of those fancy ones that like goes in the wall and built in and stuff like that. It sits right on the countertop. It runs on wood pellets, and I have a, a, a one of those pellet smokers. So I already had the wood pellets. Essentially, it just has a little thingy in the back. I don't know all the words for it. And you put the pellet in there, and it just sits right on the counter. And you slide pizzas in this thing. Apparently, it gets up to something like 900 degrees. It cooks your pizza in one minute or something like that. And that's what all the fancy ones do. I'm going to go home tonight for my birthday. A little glass of bourbon. Pizza. My own homemade pizza. Then I'm going to make the whole family watch a documentary with me tonight. I've just been debating. I've been debating all day because they have to do whatever I want. I've been debating all day. What do I want to make them watch a documentary on? I mean, I could torment them. World War One, you think, Chris? I thought about World War One because I'm such a World War One freak. It'd be so boring for them. 
Yeah, it's going to be World War One. You just solved it. You just solved it. It's going to be World War One. Gosh, it's going to be fun. All right. We're going to do a big email roundup at some point in time here this, this hour. I did want to talk about this real briefly here. B of A, that's Bank of America, warns bull and bear indicator in the max bearish zone. Okay. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't sound good at all. So, I'm just going to read you this. Investors say they expected the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates by a further 150 base points. By the way, let me pause here for a second. Don't worry if you're not some stockbroker and you don't understand what a lot of this stuff means. I don't understand what any of this stuff means. I just pretend. All right. That's all all you have to do. You don't have to know anything in this life. You have to make people think you know stuff and you have to steal other people's work. If you can do those two things, there's no limit to what you can accomplish. What, Chris? That's right. That's right. You, look, if you can do both of those things, pretend to know what you're talking about and steal other people's work, you can become a journalist. It's Journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. All right, so don't worry if some of these words are foreign to you. I just think it's important to read them. While many believed inflation was set to fall, B of A noted that the mood is still stagflationary. Inflation hit a four-decade high in June. The Fed has raised its core interest rate in a bid to bring inflation under control, carrying out its biggest rate hike since 1994 last month. Allocation of assets to equities hit the lowest level since October of 2008. I'm going to read that again because that's really the most important thing you can take from this. Allocation of assets to equities hit the lowest level since October 2008. What else happened around 2008? Hmm. I mean, I am 41 and I'm probably going to start forgetting things here any minute, but I do, boy, if memory serves, I do believe we had what they still call the Great Recession in 2008. I've been telling you for a while, for a while now, I've been telling you about things, right? I've been telling you to buy food, to make sure you have a way to get clean water, to make sure you can, you have ammo and you can hit what you aim at. I've been telling you to take care of your physical health. Why? I believe we are heading into a Great Depression. I do. And if not a Great Depression, if we don't want to go that big, at least a recession. And I need to explain why, why I feel that way. It's actually not, it's not just what we've done. All right, the COVID, the COVID lockdown stuff, that's what got us here. Thinking you should stop your economy for a virus, that's what got us here. Okay, but let's set that aside. That's what got us here. We are where we are. We can't undo that now. There's nothing you or I can do to undo that now. But we now have the psychopathic communists in charge, and they're attacking every single thing we need at the worst possible time. There's never a great time to have Joe Biden become your president. It's not like there's a time, hey, you know what? We're doing so well. Let's get a dementia-riddled old fool into the White House. That that, that doesn't work. But we have an office full, a presidential office full of communists now. At the worst possible time, they're attacking every single thing we need to pull us out of this mess. I mean, 
they're going all in with the climate change insanity at a time when the energy sector alone might drag us down into a Great Depression. They are still flooding our southern border with people. So at a time when the American economy is already cracking, let's be nice, cracking, they're flooding the country with poor illegal immigrants from the third world. Every single thing you can do to break us, they're doing. That's why I think we're going to have a Great Depression. That's that's what I believe. I'm not saying that to bring you down. And we're gonna look, we're gonna answer a bunch of emails and we're gonna have fun. I'm not saying it to bring you down. I'm telling you right now, these people aren't trying to fix it. They're trying to make it worse. So it's about making a choice between what is the short term and the medium term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition. And what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long-term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to, to become profitable. So we have to make that differentiation to make sure that the American consumer has what it needs to grow, to grow our economy and the global economy, but not take steps and endanger the climate uh, work that we're trying to do to make sure that we're on a better footing to accelerate the transition. Accelerate the transition. Did he say, oh man, these prices are too high. People are being broken. We need to slow things down. They're not slowing anything down. They're turning the volume up on everything. I, I really do believe we're heading into something bad. Really, really, really bad. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Look, on, of all the predictions I've made, this is the one I really hope I'm wrong about. Severely wrong about. But you never know. Let's get to some emails. Hello there, God of Thunder. I like that one, Chris. What, Chris? I think that's appropriate. I'm a huge condiment fan wholeheartedly agree with your proportion comments and really liked your idea of dipping your sandwich in the condiments. My question for you is this, what's your favorite condiment combination? And I need to rehash this for those who maybe missed it. (laughs) There's nothing you can do when you're out at a restaurant or getting a fast food burger or something like that. The condiments are going to go on the sandwich. That's just life. But if you're home, if you're in a safe, calm environment, You shouldn't be putting condiments on your sandwich. You should dip your sandwich in the various condiments. Why? The proportions. It gives you the exact proportion you want with every bite. Don't shake your head, gentlemen. If it's not, I'm not wrong. If if I have uh, an egg sandwich, I had one this morning. If I have an egg sandwich. Nothing fancy, nothing sexy. It's been a staple in the Kelly household since I was a kid. Just a fried egg, two pieces of bread, and mayonnaise, of course. Why would I spread the mayonnaise on my sandwich and then risk having this bite? Oh, man, I got a big blob of mayonnaise. It's running out my mouth. Oh, my gosh, that's embarrassing. And then have a bite of this part of the sandwich where there's hardly any mayonnaise and it's kind of dry. Oh man, I wish the, I wish the tang had been there. I could just put a blob of mayonnaise on my plate and then each and every bite, I will have the exact amount of mayonnaise I want to have on my sandwich. It's not wrong. 
It's not wrong. What it is, it's standards. Just because Chris and Michael are pathetic children with no standards doesn't mean you have to be, all right? Yeah, I know you spread it around. That's because you're stupid. What, Michael? Are all my days good? Depends. Am I making homemade sandwiches or not? But look, hey, we're up against the break. We'll continue this in a moment. Go give $11 to somebody, though. No, not them. We all know Chris isn't going to give $11 to anybody. I'm talking to you. Go give $11 to Tunnel to Towers today. And while you're there, sign up to automatically give $11 a month. I know that's not a small thing to say at a time like this when everyone's getting crushed in various ways. I know that. But Tunnel to Towers is out there helping widows and orphans. Gold star widows and orphans. Catastrophically injured veterans. You think you're having a tough time right now? There's a guy who can't walk anymore because he got his legs blown off in Afghanistan. Tunnel to Towers is helping. Go look up the charity ratings. Don't take my word for it. Where they tell you the money's going, that's where it goes. Go to T, the number two, T.org. All right? T2T.org. Go. 11 bucks a month. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a two or wait on a Wednesday, a sacred Jesse Kelly birthday Wednesday. How does that work with the years? Is my birthday? It won't fall again on a Wednesday for a long time. It's going to fall next year. We need some biologist or something on here. Whoever deals with these kinds of things, we, we need someone on here. All right. The guy asked, we're doing a e- little email roundup now because I already put everyone in a bad mood with my Great Depression talk. <laughs> the guy goes on to ask, my favorite condiment combination. He said ranch and marinara, buffalo sauce and ranch, ketchup and mayonnaise. He said something else, anything you would suggest. Love the show, says I can use his name. One, buffalo ranch. One of the more underrated things out there, and I'll tell you, don't shake your head, Chris, and I'll tell you something. Dip your pizza in Buffalo Ranch. Dip your pizza in Buffalo Ranch. Trust me on that. Just trust me on that. Dip your pizza in it. You will enjoy it. That's one. Two. I'm really going to catch a lot of heat for this, but I believe it all the way. It's something I've really started to enjoy lately. Now, you know, if you're making a world-famous Jesse Kelly burger at home, You do not put any condiments on it. My burger don't need any condiments. But most burgers, well, let's be honest, all burgers are inferior to my burger, and therefore they need condiments. Mustard and mayonnaise combined on a burger is legit. Mustard and mayo, I've really been enjoying mustard and mayo. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's delicious. Hi, Jesse. I enjoy the show. Since you are six foot eight and we're a Marine, How did you get into the Marines when the height limit is 78 inches? Did you grow after enlistment? Well, one, remember, recruiters, military recruiters, have a very difficult job. You have to talk, oftentimes, the parents into sending their child off to potentially war and maybe die. That's not an easy thing. So recruiters, 
have it difficult enough. They definitely have it difficult right now when rural America isn't sending their sons anymore. They're just, they're not, they don't want their kids to go die, but let's set that aside. Recruiters always have a difficult time in the Marines, at least filling up the infantry spots. Cause a lot of people want to be, you know, I want to be a Marine. Oh, good, good. But they don't, you don't want to necessarily live the life of an infantry guy and I'll be frank, having lived that life, it sucks. <laughs> it's very healthy. I'm glad I did it. But your life, I mean, every day you wake up and your job intentionally is difficult. You are going to be physically challenged. You are going to have to do things that make you freezing cold or burning hot sweat. You are going to wake up one day and you're going to have... Uh, pool time. Nope. You're not going down looking at pretty girls and laying by the pool. You're going to go out in the middle of the deep end of the pool with a brick over your head and you're going to tread water until you're almost dead. You're going to have times when everyone else is off. To, uh, they're going down to the, the mechanic shop or they're in, they're in admin. They're going to go do paperwork. You and your buddies, because you're in the infantry, you have on 60 to 70 pounds of gear and you're going to hump 10 miles out into the wilderness where you will sleep on the ground with the scorpions crawling into your bed with you for five days and do live fire drills and things like that. Look, now, I'm not downplaying it in my mind then and now. I mean, that's the Marine's Marine, right? That's what a Marine does. But that's not exactly something people clamor for. When I walked into the Marine Corps recruiting office, I didn't go to any other recruiting office. I, I, I knew I wanted to be a Marine. I walked in, and at first I had to take an ASVAB. It's a, it's a, a, a test. I, I think they still do it, but I had to take a, a – It's a, basically they want to see what you know, how smart you are. I must have cheated or something like that because I just scored off the charts on the ASVAB. I just murdered it. I got to the point – I got to a point on the ASVAB where I could basically do – Anything I wanted to do, I could have joined. I could have joined the Marines and gone into any field I wanted to join. Recruiter himself hands me a binder. I'll never forget the moment. He has this huge binder, and he hands me this binder and says, "Hey, man, score like that, you do whatever you want." I said, "I don't need a binder. I'm going to be in the infantry." Chris says, "Why?" I wanted, I wanted to taste the danger, man. I wanted to be a real Marine. I wanted to see if I was a tough guy. I wanted to go because I wanted to be miserable. What? Chris said, how'd, they, how'd dad take that? Ah, uh, not, not good. Certainly not good. Uh, when they found out, when my parents found out I joined the Marines, they were um, <clears throat> upset. And when my dad found out I joined the infantry, upset really doesn't, really doesn't fully describe exactly how he took that at all. Um, he, he did not, he did not, he did not back up that decision whatsoever. Nevertheless, I was a hard-headed individual then and now, and I wanted to go. I wanted to go see what I was made of. I wanted to go taste adventure and see what I was made of. Now, I'd say that to you to say this: How did I get in when I was so tall? There aren't a ton of young men ever who walk into the Marine Corps recruiting office and say, I'm signing up and I want to be in the infantry. I want the crappiest life I can possibly have for four years. I did. 
I was six foot five at the time. Back then, I think it was six four was the limit, if I remember it. Six four was the limit. I was six five. You have to go to a physical recruiting. You have to go to a. You have to go get a physical with their doctor, and they're going to poke and prod you and test this and that, and make sure you don't have a hernia, and make sure you don't have that. Make sure you make sure you're not going to go die in Marine Corps boot camp. I have to get on and get measured. I was one inch too tall at the time. One inch too tall. Now, I slouched a little bit, but this doctor's no fool. He knew I slouched a little bit. He kind of gave me the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and said, I mean, you're in the infantry. Go on. They always need infantry volunteers. Now, once I joined, remember I was 19 when I joined? I promptly grew three inches the first year. Three inches the first year. Just some random growth spurt at the age of 19 ended up being six foot eight. They don't kick you out once you're in. Because you, can, you can't kick me out. I mean, they'll kick you out if you get busted for drugs or something like that. You can't discharge me because I got too tall. So they didn't. And that's that's how I ended up being the tallest Marine in every unit I was ever with. By far taller than everyone else. Oh, the hammock story. You want me to tell the hammock story? Oh, you're a bad person, Michael. All right, you want to hear a story? Long-time listeners will know the story. You want to hear a story about being tall in the Marines? Oh, just just buckle up and enjoy the ride because I've got a story to tell you. Hang on. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a birthday edition of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Someone has requested, actually it was Michael requested the hammock story because I was complaining about being too tall in the Marines. So here it is for those who've never heard it. For those who have, well, just buckle up and enjoy it again. I told you before how you do deployments when you're in the Marines. We're We're talking outside of combat here, peacetime deployments. Our peacetime deployment we did, this was before Iraq, our peacetime deployment was to Okinawa, Japan. You go, there's a Marine Corps base there. You go sit up on the Marine Corps base, but you don't don't just stay in Okinawa. Yeah, you do a bunch of training in Okinawa on the beach and in the ocean, and, and we did a bunch of urban warfare stuff and things like that there. But you also go to different parts, different countries really, to do different kinds of training. We went to Mount Fuji up by Tokyo, uh, up in Japan proper. And we did, I told you, that's where we set the illegal forest fire in, in a Japanese national forest. We went up there. Look, we were freezing, okay? So we, we went up there. And another part of our deployment was something called Cobra Gold. I believe they still do Cobra Gold. Cobra Gold was simply this. You take a boat to Thailand. Um, I will be honest, this was a gigantic boat, and we got caught in really a tropical storm on the way to Thailand, and it was one of the more disgusting experiences I've ever experienced in my life, watching everyone get boat sick and begin throwing up, and they ran out of puke bags on the ship. So they started sharing the puke bags. Now, I should explain where I was during this time. By the grace of God, I do not get boat sick under any circumstances. I don't get air sick. I don't get boat sick. I just, I don't get car sick. I I don't know why that is. Probably because my mother is a terrible cook and my stomach is made of iron. I don't know why I do not get sick. 
there were only like five or six of us on the entire boat. We're talking a thousand guys who don't get sick at all. We didn't know where to go. Everyone was vomiting all around us and they're passing vomit bags. In between. It was the worst experience of my life. So we went and hit out like in the center of the ship. They had some chairs and a table that was nailed down because the waves were so bad. It was tossing the ship to and fro. So just we just went and sat back and enjoyed the show. Eventually, they filled up the toilets and the sinks. It was just the worst experience ever. Anyway, we get to Thailand. And you do all this different training in Thailand. And you have some time off where you go make bad decisions. But you have all this different training in Thailand. You you do a little Muay Thai kickboxing. You do some jungle warfare stuff. You, they're teaching you about jungle and jungle and jungle. And then, almost always at the end of any military training cycle... They put you through some final big event where, you know, a culmination of all your skills type thing. We had to go into the jungle. I think it was five days, four or five days in the jungle. And you have to hump, I don't know how many miles. And you are in the thickest jungle you can imagine. It's triple canopy jungle. And we walk into this thing. And and honestly, it's like, it's like the movies as you walk into the jungle. When you walk out from a clearing and walk into the jungle, it's like somebody blocks out the sun. It's so dark in there. And we're looking at spider webs that are six feet in diameter with a gigantic spider in the middle of it the size of my hand. If you're watching on a simulcast, you, you see I have big hands. I'm six eight, The size of my hand. You have cobras in front of you. They'll just cross the path in front of you centipedes that are more than a foot long and fat with some serious stingers on them. You are in a dangerous place. You're in a dangerous place with dangerous animals. Oh, did I mention the leeches? You had to take tobacco that people, you know, people who roll their own cigarettes. I don't know if that's something people still do, but you have to take that kind of tobacco and you have to roll it up in the bottom of your trousers, in the in the bottom of your pants legs to try to keep the leeches from crawling up there. But even then, the leeches are all over the leaves and things you're going through. So every time you stop, you know, you stopped every few miles, drink some water, change your socks. You and your buddies, you want to you want to talk about a different kind of life? You, you want the you want that infantry life, kids? Here's what it is. You and your buddies would have to help each other out. You would have to drop your pants and examine yourself. And your buddy for the leeches you have acquired. I I don't mean, well, oh, can you believe Bob got a leech? Everyone got leeches. And you had to find the leeches that had attached themselves to you. And you had to take a lighter and begin burning them off yourself and your friend. The jungle's an ugly place. You said butt crack leech, Chris. I never saw a butt crack leech. I did see one from the... Yeah, I'm not gonna look. We don't need to go into the details of it. All right, look, hey, we're not gonna go into the details of it. It was look. We'll call it. We'll call it a Kamala leech. All right, we'll call it a Kamala leech. We'll leave that alone. The ground in the jungle is not a place you want to be, and it most definitely is not a place you want to be at night. You don't just go lay out on the ground. So they gave us hammocks. Now I need to be clear about something. This is not the hammock you keep in your backyard where you sip on a lemonade on a hot summer day and take a nap outside. This is, these are hammocks that are more like a big pocket. You sleep 
inside of them to keep some of the critters off you too and you have to rig up a poncho over the top because it is going to rain on you and try to keep the rain off we are in the jungle the very first night i we, you get to to where it's starting to get dark and all of a sudden everyone has to find a spot get a spot where you can set up your hammock and you're tying it off the trees and you're getting yourself situated because when it gets dark i can't stress this enough it's black because the, the sun could hardly get through. The moon's not getting through in the stars. It is black. Can hardly see the hand in front of your face. That kind of black. There's just no natural light. We get all settled in. Everyone's ready to go. I believe I had first watch that night if memory serves me. Or I had fire watch first is what that means. Fire watch. There's always a fire watch. There's always, there's always people awake. So the enemy can't sneak in. So nothing happens. There's always someone awake. I had fire watch first. Okay, that's fine. No problem. I, I didn't have any problem with that. Having fire watch first is outstanding. You don't want fire watch in the middle of the night because then it breaks up your sleep. If you have fire watch first, yeah, you're tired. You want to get to bed. You just have to tough out. I mean, they're usually an hour. Tough out an hour. Then you rack out again to the morning. Granted, you're in the jungle. It's miserable. You're covered in mosquitoes and sweat. It's not like you're going to go sleep for eight hours, but you're going to have as good a night of sleep as anybody. So I was thrilled to have first fire watch. Right up until the point I had to get into bed. I'm six foot eight. These hammocks they give out to the Marines are <clears throat> not six foot eight. In fact, I would be shocked if these hammocks were even six feet or even that close to six feet. I would guess these are close to five, eight, five, nine hammocks. And remember, I'm not laying on it. You can't lay on it. You have to slip inside of it. It's one gigantic pocket. So to get into my hammock, I had to first take off my pants and take off my socks. And things went really, really poorly from there. I will finish this story in just one moment. Um, let's, let's get you set up with an emergency food supply first before I tell you my tales of woe. You know my Patriot Supply has an emergency three-month food supply. And for my listeners, they're hooking them up with $150 off. And I need to be clear about this. I've told you this before. This is 2,000 calories a day of sustainable energy. This is the end to you worrying about, do I have enough of this? Do I have enough of that? There's nothing for you to think about anymore. This is the largest preparedness company in the world. The largest preparedness in the nation. 55,000 four and five star reviews. This stuff is legit. A three-month food supply for $150 off. You have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com to get it, though. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Get a three-month food supply for everyone in your house. If it's just you, just get one. That's fine. But get one for everyone, wife, kids, whatever. Preparewithjessikelly.com. <laughs> It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we'll be right back here again tomorrow having a blast. I am uh, continuing a story, in case you missed it, about a, a hammock in the jungle in Thailand in the Marines. I'm not going to recap the whole thing for you. If you missed it, go download the podcast. But I'm in, 
I'm in the jungle. I had first Firewatch. It's now blackout, pitch blackout. Time for me to rack out. I told you I was taking off my pants and my socks and things like that. That wasn't accidental. When you're in the jungle, you learn to accept you're going to be wet and miserable at all times. It's just part it's just part of part of the gig. But whenever you get a chance, you have to attempt to get some air on your skin and your feet and your legs. Otherwise, and I've seen this, in fact, it happened to me, your skin will just kind of start to rot off. It's really gross, but I mean, the jungle's gross. What are you going to do? You take off your pants and your socks at night. You get as naked as you can get because you're trying to get your stuff aired out. So here I am, no pants on, no socks on. I slip into my hammock. Now, this thing is just simply way too short for me. I can't get all the way in, and I'm trying to turn. Remember, it's a hammock, right? Not a bed, too, so I'm all bowed down in this thing, and I'm trying to get to some sort of a place where I might be able to sleep. And during this toss-and-turn little thing, right when I slip in, I push my feet down to the edge of the hammock, and boom. The bottom of my hammock blows out. I don't mean comes untied. I don't mean got a tear. I mean the rope that goes through. It's threaded through the end of the hammock. It blows out. I am now in the Thai, the Thai jungle for the very first night we're there, having spent the day looking at cobras and centipedes, and stick bugs that are the size of logs, and spiders. I am now in the pitch black, laying, my head still kind of in the hammock, but the entire naked bottom part of my body, I had underwear on, but my legs and feet are now laying on the jungle floor. And remember I said it didn't come untied, it didn't tear, it blew out. I have to stand up. All my buddies are laughing at me at this point in time, by the way, as I'm just dog cussing this hammock. I now have to stand up and I have to blindly, because there's no light, there's no light in the dark using only my feel. I mean, I was Helen Keller out there. I had to rig up a completely new system where I'm tying a knot shortening my already too short hammock and then finding a way to tie a special knot with the rope clear around the hammock. And as I'm standing there in my bare feet, like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, I kid you not, things are crawling over the tops of my feet. And even when they're not crawling on your feet and legs, you you, you know your mind starts to play tricks on you. You can feel them crawling over your feet and legs. Still think you want to join the infantry, kid? That's the infantry life. All right. You know what I really needed in that moment? A my pillow. I needed not a hammock in that moment. I needed a my pillow, and I needed some of their new summer per cow sheets that are nice and breathable, and you actually don't sweat to death in the middle of the night. Gosh, my pillow! I wish I knew you back then. And they have a screaming sale right now for the limited supply of percal sheets. There are not that many of these. 
A regular size queen set's normally eighty nine ninety eight. Right now it's thirty nine ninety eight. So they are they're giving these things away. You have to go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code Jesse. If you're a night sweater, you get too hot at night, get them now while they're on sale. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. Or you can call 800-845-0544. 800-845-0544. I, again, I don't say this all the time, do I? Limited. Limited supply. Right, they are limited. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. And now... Here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Emails. We didn't get to. <laughs> it's my birthday, Chris. I can do emails if I'd rather do emails. Dear Oracle, I have a two-part question. First, the transgender movement and the left supports it and the influence to become a tranny. Do you suppose it's because Dems are so vested in the medical industry they're getting rich off ruining people's lives? Yes. That's the, Look, the money behind the trans stuff is a huge part of it. Remember something. I mean, there, look, there's there's ugly things we don't like to admit. Does your mechanic really want your car to run well? Do, does the local cancer hospital, do they want someone to find a cure for cancer? The child psychiatrist, does he want, is, does he, does, is he invested and making sure your child is good to go mentally? Does he get anything if you go in and get your child evaluated and said, hey, uh, Jaden, Jaden thinks he's a girl, doc. Does your doctor get anything really by telling you, no, he's fine, don't worry about it, he's, he'll be fine? No, from the psychiatrists to the pharmaceutical companies to the doctors, this perversion that has spread across the country like a wildfire is big money now. It's now officially big boy money. Don't discount the money part of it. <laughs> Mr. Kelly, as much as you admire J.F. Kennedy, would you agree he's guilty for allowing the entry and access to this side of the Atlantic to the USSR and communism? The moment he decided to withdraw support from the Cubans who went to overthrow Castro in Cuba in 1961... And later, when he reached an agreement with the USSR uh, not to intervene with the progress of communism on the island, so on, so on and so forth. Says I can mention his name. His name is Eduardo. Sorry, Eduardo. I don't have time to get all the email, although it's a good one. Look, when I say I admire John F. Kennedy, I can admit things like what Eduardo just said are 100% true. I just... I long for the days where Democrats and Republicans loved the country. John F. Kennedy, any fault you want to point at him, and I know he had a bunch, that's fine. John F. Kennedy, at one point in his life as a young man, was swimming through the water with one of his men being dragged behind him, and JFK had the guy's rope that was attached to him in his teeth swimming him to safety. Now, I know you can say that's nostalgic or naive or, or it was his fault. They were in the water. And look, all that stuff's probably true. That's, that's fine. I just, I want a country where the leaders of the country love the country. And for so long in this country, that was the kind of country we had. And now we have a country where 
very few of them actually loved the place. And far fewer than that would would ever think about dying for the place. When I when I talk about my admiration for JFK, I admire putting your life on the line for America and loving America. I do. I know that sounds hokey, but I do. All right. We're going to do this again tomorrow. That's all. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.